This, this, this is you. K-U-T. K-U-T, Austin. Stop. I'm Jennifer Staten. I want to read you a tweet and see if you can guess who it's from. Thank you to General John Kelly, who is doing a fantastic job, and all of the staff and others in the White House for a job well done. Long hours and fake reporting makes your job more difficult, but it is always great to win. And few have won more than us. President Donald Trump tweeted that message, and its tone is pretty similar to many of his tweets over the past year. Some have called the president's time in office so far the year of tweeting dangerously. BBC News U.S. political reporter, and by the way, native Austinite Anthony Zerker, delved into Trump's tweets and what they tell us about the presidency and our country for a BBC special called Trump, A Year in Tweets. Zerker says Trump's tweets are a presidential archive like no other. Well, I think Donald Trump's tweets really do. They give an unprecedented window into the president's mind. I mean, for better or for worse, uh, you don't have to guess what Donald Trump is thinking, what's preoccupying him, what's eating away at him as he's watching cable news in the morning or getting ready for bed at night. I mean, it's right there in black and white on everyone's smartphone. During the program that that we put together as a documentary, uh, there really was an insightful moment when Rob Schlesinger, who is the opinion editor of U.S. News, talked about how past presidents have taken new communications technologies and use them to, to form new connections with the American public. Uh, and you can, with a bit of imagination, draw a line from, say, Franklin Roosevelt's fireside radio chats and Ronald Reagan's uh, television addresses to the U.S. public to Donald Trump's uh, use of Twitter. All right, let's, uh, let's listen to how Rob wrapped up that. Clinton was the first internet president. George W. Bush was the first social media president. I think in the fullness of time, we may well... for better or worse, look back at Donald Trump as the first president who kind of figured out how to use this new medium in a a new way to communicate with the American people. For better or for worse, that's obviously a big caveat there, but it's true. No one has used, no politician certainly has used social media the way Donald Trump has. Fellow Republicans, though, and, and even some of the president's most ardent supporters have called on him to stop tweeting, but why does he still do it? I mean, if you look at poll after poll, they show even Trump supporters uh, aren't crazy about his use of Twitter. They think it's counterproductive. They think it's a big distraction. But if you listen to Donald Trump himself, and on Twitter he says this frequently, uh, is that this is his way of bypassing mainstream media and getting his message to the American public in an unfiltered way. I suspect it's also a way for him to bypass his political handlers in the White House. Uh, He says this is modern-day presidential. He's redefining how a president acts. Now, as far as, as the effectiveness of it, you know, I covered Donald Trump on the campaign trail in the primaries and in the general election. And time after time, what I heard from his supporters was that they appreciated Donald Trump's authenticity. Uh, and there, I mean, there's no greater reflection of directness, bluntness, uh, authenticity uh, than, than his Twitter feed. One of our conservative panelists uh, on the show, Deborah Saunders of the Las Vegas Review-Journal, said that while people are quick to condemn Trump uh, and his Twitter habit, it does have its uses. And in, even in foreign policy, where a lot of people think that it might be uh, jarring or reckless, uh, let's listen to Deborah Saunders. Americans have watched their president for decades talk nice when they don't mean to talk nice and talk nice to the wrong people. And 
you have to give Donald Trump credit for this. It's sort of a relief to watch somebody just, when you're this powerful country, act as though he can get away with anything. Whether or not it works, we'll see. We have no idea. But the fact that he feels that he doesn't have to do the standard things, which haven't produced the results that we want, and he's willing to try something different, I think it, it hasn't not worked yet. It hasn't not worked yet. I don't know if that's not exactly a huge praise. And we, you know, we had two panels, a conservative panel and a liberal panel. And oftentimes the conservative panelists would acknowledge that Donald Trump's tweets uh, can be, can cause as many problems as they create. But they also saw it as a very useful tool. That, that phrase, it hasn't not worked. What would working look like vis-a-vis the president's tweets? Well, I, I think... When Donald Trump's tweets are most effective, it's it's when they drive the conversation. I used to think about the New York Times on the front page of the New York Times defining what people talked about during the day and what the nightly news, network news covered. Well, Donald Trump does effectively the same thing with his Twitter feed. He can tweet about flag burning or kneeling at NFL games or, or North Korea and make that the big topic of the day. Uh, now, oftentimes, it, it does serve as a distraction or it's counterproductive or it gets him in hot water. I mean, there's that one tweet where he talked about James Comey uh, and uh, hoping that there aren't any tapes of this conversation. Uh, and that led almost directly to the independent or the special counsel investigation. I mean, that had a real negative impact on this presidency because that counsel investigation is continuing to go. Robert Mulder is continuing to investigate. Uh, but on the other hand, there have been times when he's managed to change the subject to something that's beneficial to him, change the debate, change focus. Uh, that is an invaluable resource for a president. Anthony Zerker covers U.S. politics and culture for BBC News. His special is called Trump, A Year in Tweets.